0: Welcome back guys, hope you guys are well and safe, it's the Brothers Geek Out podcast special, but today we have a special guest, so Ashley Short, welcome to the Brothers Geek Out podcast with Hi me. Hi guys, you
1: me. appreciate that man, I'm looking forward to this, it's been a long time to be on here so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we recently started uh, saying that we're going to get more guests on the show and just geek out, really talk and positive, send some positive vibes out into the world, some love. I had a, I'm going to be blatantly honest, I had a awful day, but that was just raw emotions coming out. And my brother said, listen, you're going to be, I was going to cancel and my brother said, listen, man, we're going to have fun on this podcast. So just, just get on with it. You'll be fine. And, and it's true. As soon as I saw your face, actually, it just kind of took the pain away a little bit.
1: you are going to take care of your brother. <laughs>
0: And G-Man, Ashley, you guys met two years yeah. ago. Yes, Shazam, am. Shazam, yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and how have you been, stuff. Ashley, since then? You've been good. Obviously, we, we spoke just before the podcast and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but you've been good, though, during that time period since I haven't Yeah, seen yeah,
1: before. definitely. Just trying to stay safe, um, looking after my friends, looking after family, looking after people closest to me, and trying to look after everyone as well by masking up putting gloves on and just uh doing it yeah just trying to set a positive example trying to follow the guidelines and at the same time trying to enrich my life you know as well trying to stay creative Mm. trying to do some writing you know indulging in my comics watching all the shows trying to keep the green brain matter kind of flowing Mm -hmm. and (laughs) staying electrified so yeah doing well thank you guys
2: awesome awesome well yeah, we're definitely going to geek out uh (laughs) and touch base on all of that sort of stuff but it's good to hear that you're keeping safe and as you said following the guidelines and stuff because that's just important whether you believe it or in in it or not it's just just follow the guidelines let's try and get out of this mess that we're in Mm. uh but hopefully fingers crossed man with the whole vaccine initiative and these lockdowns something will level up and we'll get back into normality maybe end of this year Uh, i know everyone was like wait till the next year like 2021 like like something's gonna change on new year's (laughs) nothing's gonna (laughs) change guys it's like there's a process we're gonna go through it but at least there's this vaccine initiative going on. And hopefully, man, end of this year, and hopefully we'll see each other another premiere if Kibla invites me. Because <laughs> I don't get invited to these things. <laughs> it's not like that, man. It's not like that at all. No, uh, no, no, I'm saying i just like Warner Brothers or Disney, man. I'm here too, guys. Like, please. <laughs> I've come from Singapore. Don't send me to the Singapore one. I'll be there. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. Yeah, so, so, what, what you've been up to anyway? Like you said, you're keeping yourself creative and whatnot, and especially during these lockdown periods. Like, what what, what are you doing to just, again, keeping your sanity, keeping you motivated, yeah. and like, what, what are you working on stuff?
1: Well, so like, obviously, I um, write reviews for um our friend Tasman the aspiring mm-hmm. Kryptonian. So I've been diving into that, uh, which has been really nice because obviously, comics stopped for a while, mm-hmm. and I was so excited when they came back. It was awesome. Yeah. So as soon as I found out that DC were uh, producing new Digital content. I dived good. onto that. Started writing reviews. Started to read more. So that was great fun. Um, Taspin's got some great stuff over there. So I've been kind of in communication with her, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's been really good. Um, I've kind of been dabbling with the idea of maybe trying to write a novel. Um, it's been like a lifelong dream of mine to have something tangible um, oh. of mine to hold onto, like Kibbs, like with your uh, with your comic strip, mm. with the comic books that you're um, in the process of trying to create just to have something tangible that I can hold and leave behind kind of thing. So I don't know what the context is going to be yet. I don't know what the content is going to be yet, but just uh, loosening up a bit. The reviews are helping. So I want to yeah. get into that mindset of attempting to write a novel one day pretty soon. That's hopefully. Awesome.
2: Have you got like ideas and stuff in your head or written down or some kind of template? I can't even imagine writing like three pages, let alone 400 or whatever, <laughs> however long a novel is. How do you, how do you even think about
1: something? Oh God. Something um, like that? I think I'm probably, I think the worst thing to do is kind of like what I have been doing is like deep diving into all this kind of really awesome science fiction stories uh, like Edgar Rice Allen and, um, you know, Star Wars and Alien and all these really great franchises. The only problem is, is that when you start writing, you're almost writing what you've just watched. So <laughs> I'm trying to, it's trying to balance it out because I just can't stay away from this stuff. Yeah. But I can't i can't i've got to try and stay away from it so i can write something pure from the mind so right. i don't know how i'm gonna do it to be honest guys but um yeah it's definitely a working process i've got some ideas down i've got some um bits and bobs in the uh, in the work so we'll see but that's definitely been the priority i've always loved writing it's been my fa- it was my favorite subject at school yeah so i want to finally put it to practice and like i said i have been with the reviews so that's helped me out a hell of a lot so
2: yeah. so awesome. I was going to ask you about the reviews like how did you get into it is that based on your passion for writing and what what made you get into like comic reviews rather than anything else or is it just because you enjoyed the content and and you wanted to write about it how how did that come about
1: Well I mean it's um just like lucky enough to be through the social media um obviously um Tasman who's like a great friend of all of ours she mm-hmm. kind of contacted me not originally for reviews, actually, we kind of liked each other's posts and, you know, commented on uh, various tweets and what have you. One day she just asked me out of the blue if I was any decent or any good at writing and would I like to come on board and write some reviews. And I just jumped to the chance. I didn't kind of second guess or anything. Yes, yes. Um, we'd already met a couple of times in person at conventions and various things. So um, we got on really well and it was like a, a hand in a, in a glove kind of situation. So, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. I think it might be three years this Christmas.
2: Oh, that's um,
1: awesome, it's been over two years, so yeah, it was more like she found me, and um, we've just uh, kind of cracked on ever since. And I know she's expanding, um, we've got like a new guy on board, uh, David Evan, who's like smashing it, his reviews are great. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's been a great help. So it just feels like being a part of something, and um, I couldn't be more happier and prouder to be writing content for such a Ooh, great sure. couple of people, you know. So that's what it's all about, then, today the is the people behind the content, of course. Um, Cool. You know, you find out your, you find out more about their personal lives and what makes them tick, and you kind of want to do it in the end out of love more than anything else. Cool. I mean, you don't want to let people down, and that's kind of like our kind of structure. Um, that's awesome. I just do her down, even when I perhaps have missed a review or I haven't had time. I feel so bad to kind of roll up and say this, and I can't do it this time. So I, I always try and smash it out of the park every time. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's all about the people at the end of the day and the yeah. friends that you come from it. And just not wanting to let them down and being the best you can be for them and for yourself be as well.
2: Son. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the testament of your character, you know. Yeah. Like, as you're saying, you don't want to let them down. That's Your emotions getting involved with letting someone down and that's the mm. testament of your hard work and, mm. you know, just, just you know, you care, right? If you didn't care, you'd be like, well, I'm not doing it this week, right? But for you to feel that way just goes to show exactly. that you care for it. Uh, yeah. And that's that's amazing. I, pre- I I love the hustle. I mean, talking to kids about... And one of the reasons why we want to do this with people is just learn about other people's hustle. We're all hustling in our ways. Uh, and I find that inspiring. I, I love to listen to people's stories and how they've kind of turned their passion into, you know, whatever they're doing. now. Like, even if it's not their full time job, that they're just, they're just doing it. Uh, and I love to hear those stories because it kind of inspires me, you know. And it's great to hear that you've got the book in your mind and you planted that seed at least. So that's going to happen uh, in the future. So, you know, that's amazing, man. What got you into comics anyway? You're, you're obviously a geek like us. Where yeah. did the, uh, where did it start, man? Who was the inspiration? Who introduced you? Who's your, like, what, where was the beginning of your
1: comic book journey? That's One, I think, like, probably, like, I think you guys will probably kind of uh, relate to this, but like, there's certain like imagery and iconography that just seems to be there. Like before I understood who like Superman was, mm. his emblem was already in my mind. I already associated the the you know the crest the symbol with the character before i understood who the character was yeah so the characters seem to have always been there Mm. um either through watching cartoons or films so i would say it's always been there but um when i look back it's a couple of things it's um seeing superman on tv superman the movie uh, from 78. Um, it just being on a random Sunday afternoon on terrestrial TV. Yeah. And it being on. That was definitely one. Um, I go back to kind of like 1995 when the Judge Dread film came out. Oh, and they oh, released okay. a kind of comic magazine. Yeah. I remember to my local um, shop every other weekend.
2: To
1: grab that in the morning. Because I had it in my mind that if I didn't get it then, they'd run out and get in that. <laughs> um, so that, I always pinpoint that. And finally... I was lucky enough. My post office, which is literally just um, a two-minute walk down the road, used to do comic book grab bags. Ah. And if I was good after school, my mum would buy a, um, a like a one pound or two pounds grab bag for me, oh. and it would have these beautiful comics inside and things that I'd only really kind of like. Like I said, I've had the imagery in my mind, but now I'm actually putting that imagery into context and That's right. seeing it. On the page. So yeah, they are the kinds of things that I look back on and go, "They're what got me started." And then, of course. The Panini um, um, British uh, Marvel comics, you know, like Wolverine Unleashed
0: and
1: Panini X Men comics. So that's probably where it started for sure. Oh,
2: that's awesome, man! And you mentioned Superman a few times. Is he your is he your go to? Is he is he your guy, or who, who's like your most favorite or favorite or the one you relate to the most, or the content that you love reading the most? About
1: um, I'm gonna say well even though i do write for a uh, superman blog and i love superman <laughs> he's not actually my favorite character um okay
2: favorite character. Oh, so, interesting okay
1: yeah he has been for the longest time i like i even find myself referring to him by his name matt so that's when you kind of <laughs> know that you're involved invested, yeah. because um you're talking about them like that like they're an actual friend so yeah i've always been a fan of Deadpool for as long as i can remember i just mm-hmm. love the hard-boiled stories that frank miller told yeah i'm all about that kind of um writing i really like hard-boiled hardcore serious noir tales um yeah. that's my my real my real passion uh, obviously like frank miller has gone on to do sin city after daredevil and that's right you know 300 and things like that but um it's all kind of from the same place it's all very gritty hard-boiled and yeah daredevil's my guy really um did you did you catch the Netflix shows? What would you would you think of that? Did they do your character justice, did you think? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. I loved those shows. Um Yeah. That that third season with the um introduction of Bullseye mm. and that office scene was just incredible. Um <laughs> I didn't think they could do it. Yeah. Uh, making weaponry like pencils a weapon and scissors and things in Oh, it was amazing. I absolutely adored that show and I was gutted that it um got cancelled unfortunately
2: yeah well fingers crossed right the rumors are true of him uh appearing in spider-man or in the mcu i was watching this uh kevin feige interview and whatnot and i was telling kibbs about it and when he when he was asked that question his response was just like blank face there was no yes there was no no there was nothing so i kind of feel like he's you know if it was no he would have shut it down but they i think marvel they they, they listened to their Audience, right? They 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 fan please a lot. Mm. So I I, I I just got this strong feeling that he's gonna be in the MCU and probably show up in Spider Man because he's our Daredevil now, right? We don't mm, want is. Charlie is. Cox. Right? Charlie we, 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 I can't is. see anyone else. He, they you know Marvel's so good at casting and casting yeah. a an, an actor a face, I guess to to our characters. We don't want to see no one else. Um, the yeah. wait. What did you think of season two? Because I know a lot of people thought season two wasn't that great. I am a Punisher fan, a diehard Punisher, so my guy's Punisher, right, so I love that show, biasly, I've seen that, that season, like, three, four times, (laughs) because of the Punisher, what did you figure out that season?
1: Oh, I absolutely adored it, I thought it was a great way to, uh, bring in a new character, like Frank, and, um, Frank and Matt really do go hand in hand, they are two sides of the same coin, and, um, that whole courtroom scene, where he's shouting (laughs) out, I have the Punisher, I watched that episode a bunch of times. So I absolutely loved season two as well. I thought it was great. Um, And a great way to lead into his own series, which I've loved as well. Um, They really do deep dive into the death of his family. It's not as straightforward as what it may be in the comics or has been. Obviously, it's very laid and textured and obviously um, relates back to his time in the, uh, the army. So it just goes to show, especially with Frank, things that you do in your past will always catch up with you and play some kind of role. That's in right. the future so yeah no i loved season two. So i loved the whole thing and oh, cool. i was sad to see the whole netflix new york um defenders kind of um package leave us as it did i thought there was a lot more room for stories to be told but not yeah yeah, yeah well, it was fingers great.
2: Crossed, man fingers crossed they do show up in the mcu i think marvel's good like that these like they 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 know what they're doing and hopefully apart from iron fist i mean that one was not my, my personal opinion what wasn't that great so maybe redo that one and get everyone else back um but yeah my favorite episode was episode four I think it was you know when when he gets arrested when Punisher gets arrested it's that scene when he's on is it they're in the graveyard and he starts mm. telling Daredevil yeah. his story and about his little girl grabbing him and the, the tears come down uh Matt's eye like oh that 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 gets me that gets yeah. me all the time it's my favorite episode
0: yeah, that's a good yeah. Very. You
1: know, One of my favourite lines was in Daredevil was when he said, I'd rather uh, die as the devil than live as Matt Murdock. I think that line for me kind of solidified these guys know what they're talking about.
2: Yeah, The dialogue
1: exactly. in these movies and the exactly. shows are great. So, so, yeah, I hope to see real soon.
0: Well, they got a lot of... Uh, I mean, they took a lot from what Frank Miller did in Marvel yeah. Comics when he did Daredevil. So, to see that... I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory... Of how I officially met Ashley. Now, I think it was 2018. MCM yeah. announced uh, Frank Miller is coming to the UK, London MCM Comic Con, and I was like, "Oh my god, I need to need to check my bank account. Let's do this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was-, it, it was just like Frank Miller. I'm never gonna get this chance. Let's do this. Let's just fork it out. You know. And I was like, it's going to be a great opportunity to see a great writer, a great artist. And, you know, this guy is like pinnacle to pop culture because of what he did with Daredevil and then what he did with Batman as well. Uh, yeah. With what he did with The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Returns, it's just like ah, mind-blowing stuff. But it was there we met in the... So basically, was it so an MGM Comic Con. I think it was a Saturday I went for both days. Saturday I went and... I met Ashley in the queue. And I can't even remember what the first conversations was because it was just before us meeting. I know we were, we were like really like anxious before we met Frank and got our thing signed. And So wait, wait, wait. You, you guys never spoke on Instagram, Twitter, none of that stuff. You guys <laughs> met in the line. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just, we met in that queue. Uh, yeah. We spoke about what we were going to get signed, I think. And then... I I think that day we did what do we do? That day we did the Q and A session with Frank Miller yeah. as well, and I had yeah. my little stumble when I was like, oh, you worked on Wolverine. What was that like?" And he was like, oh, it's great," but it sounded like I just woke up, so everybody was laughing and the rest of it. But then it was the following day. Yeah, went back because I couldn't get my comic signed by John Romita Jr. and his cue was horrendous. Yeah. It was like the longest queue ever. Every time I went back to his queue the day before I met Ash, like, actually, yes, yeah, so I met him in the queue. So, John Romita Jr. I waited on Saturday and I went back there Sunday morning, knowing that there was a wedding going to happen the following. Right. Yeah, I remember I had to go to a wedding straight after. And, Ashley, he saw me sitting in the queue and he being such a kind hearted soul Bought me a packet of crisp and water because I was like <laughs> three four hours, and we kind of just geeked out from then, wasn't it? Yeah, we got to train home, I jumped in the car, and then yeah, it was mad. And that's how this friendship has become. And then found out he knew Tasman, and then yeah. this community we have, which is absolutely amazing. It's such a small world, and like
1: it just makes the convention scene so much more pleasurable to of go to course. because you've got people there. Or you even plan to go with them, and it's just a, a beautiful thing, you know. You don't go on your own, or you can experience all these fun moments together. Like I remember that Q&A panel; it was so much fun, and yeah. it, was, it was really great. So, yeah, I always joke, Ghibli, when I say that I, how I met you, I say that our oh, eyes met across a, a Pax convention floor, <laughs> and I knew you're my guy ever it since. Happened. So, <laughs> exactly. It, it was some it, fun it, stuff it, since we, as well. Like, we, we went to Hollywood Babylon, and we went to the Jane Silent Bob reboot uh, premiere that's
0: right yeah that's well, right so I mean, so yeah yeah we done. oh man i do miss it dude i miss having a, a burger and a comic book shop that's that's the main thing man that's the, that's mm. what i miss out in the time that we haven't got to see each other but yeah that's how we met and it's been tight knit ever since yeah. and no, I'm dude, proud of that. thank you for always supporting the channels that's the that's the main big key you've always been a supporter and uh recently getting my artwork out there that devil devil one that I shared and you shared it. it. had like a thousand reposts and shit like that. And I was like, what the fuck? What happened there? And I was like, that's amazing. And that's just from one person doing that. You know what I mean? mean it and, doesn't and, take
1: much, does it? Just to show no, a bit of
0: love. Of course, of course. And and yeah, no, it's been it's been sweet ever since. And like we get to geek out once in a while. Yeah, uh, exactly. but since since the shops have been closed, I miss Orbital. Man, I miss yeah. Orbital, man. I miss going out there and, and just being there with people. Uh miss, miss just that presence, that 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 yeah. moment that I could say run out Saturday morning. You say, look, I'm gonna meet up with Ashley. We are gonna go grab some burgers and comics. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's so, awesome.
0: Like, well, at
2: least we're conversating now, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even though we can't see each other in, in the physical form or whatnot, but this situation has forced this, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like this thing that we're doing right now, because I haven't spoken to Ashley in two years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I wasn't stuck in London now, we wouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean? It's like the universe works in its funny ways and things just happen. Uh, just like the universe, the way it worked and your eyes met and you bought him a packet of crisps. <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? That's
1: the best money ever spent.
0: Oh, no, dude, that's... that's uh, bought, your fr- bought a friendship, now.
1: <laughs> but, uh, that's that's was a brick ticket, my
0: <laughs> But, uh, no, it was like seeing you doing your reviews and having an idea of getting a book together and I know how how hard it is to keep creative and keep positive and I know just before the podcast I told you I had a little meltdown today because of the way things are going and the amount of things that have happened but I always try and push out a positive note and even when it comes to my social media that is trying to be as positive as possible so somebody can look at the post and have a smile or a laugh or something like that and you know and it's hard to keep like that because then Mm -hmm. you sometimes give off a perspective of shit this guy's look like he's having the time of his life but no man guys you need to know shit there's always something happening in the background but if we filter the internet with negative vibes it's 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 gonna take over and it's not something not many of us want to do but we're all human beings, man. We're all going through our own shit. So try and spread some love, some goodness. That's the that's the main part of it. You don't know what people are going through, and it's hard because not everybody's gonna say, "I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay." Like, I'm not okay. So uh, it's trying to s- spread it, some positive love out there and just let them know that look, man, there's there's loads of good things to be about. I'm not sure if you guys seen. I don't know, Gilman. We you saw it briefly when when I saw you last, but i watched it twice now, again by myself. That movie, Soul, is beautiful. I'm not sure if you've seen that yet, Ashley.
1: No, I haven't seen that yet. Is that the one with um, Chris Jamie Pratt P- and um, the, uh, Tom Holland? No, 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 that's Onwards. Oh, right, no, no, no I haven't seen that either seen yet. Well. That one's a creeper, that one. Okay. That one, all right,
0: that I haven't up. seen that one. That one's actually really good with Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. It's called Onwards. It's a Pixar movie as well. Okay. Uh, but this one's sold with Jamie Foxx. Uh, oh, it's, it's about a musician just ready to get the best thing happen to him and then he kind of passes away and then he goes through a journey into the afterlife in a different way. But the 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 solid meaning in that movie and with the current situation we're going through, I'm not even going to spoil it. I, well, I'm going to wait for Ashley to see it and then we geek out later yeah, on. Uh, but catch it, guys, if you get the chance, definitely.
1: Yeah, it sounds
2: awesome. Yeah, do watch it. It's, it's a heart warming movie and you're going to feel good i mean pixar movies all of them you've come out of it feeling good uh, and you uh, a roller coaster um, of emotions for it but this
0: is one of them so do check it out so oh, good oh i don't agree with that g-man what do you mean what about that one with the emotions inside out that was <laughs> emotional in <wasn't> it <laughs> yeah it was emotional it did have a good ending but that myth mi- there was a section in there i'm not sure if you've seen that Ashley.
1: i have yeah, yeah yeah i have yeah so there's
0: a part where you know like uh she's talking to his imag- her, her imaginary friend that he lost yeah. Bing Bong. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that scene where he was like, remember me, because he, they were trying to get up some some mountain and he yeah. fades away. Shit, man, that's still, it's got me now just talking about it. My heart's trembling, man. I was in tears, man. Well, they're not to get you. What about Up? The beginning gets you in oh. tears. Remember, have you seen Up?
1: I haven't, I haven't. But what about Coco? Oh. Another one. Another one, exactly. So, I hey, mean, about- all the, Pixar
2: movies get you. They they're so amazing, and it's an animation. Like it's like, I don't know. They they the, the way they pull them together, the stories and whatnot through an animation is it, absolutely amazing.
0: No, they've done a good job, man. I love, I love them. I love them. Absolutely love them. But Soul, make sure you get to watch Soul yeah, because it's that such an important sure.
1: movie. From, uh, one of the streaming services right now. I think I've seen a advert for it. So I'll be on that for sure.
0: No, definitely. Uh, but, That's a good. Uh, reference no definitely check that out definitely check that out so we were talking about the mandalorian as well g-man before and like i know this is going to probably come out like mid-march but the the excitement of uh the if you guys haven't seen it and it's like middle of march now and we've released this podcast and you're like ah oh, they spoiled it for me where the hell have you guys been man <laughs> where the well, hell you should have be World been? Division now exactly
2: <laughs> you know Talk about Mandalorian, my nephew, I got him into, well, I always kept in humming the um, the theme tune to myself. Yeah. It's one of those so catchy that I'll just find myself singing it to myself. And then my nephew getting, getting on it, he got on it, he's like three years old. And now he's all about the Mandalorian, but the music, the soundtrack. <laughs> and we have the piano version, we have the guitar version, we have the, the normal version, the rock version. And all he does is like, uncle, uncle, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. And I just play the YouTube videos and we just you sit gotta there. Watch, just you got to watch it. it with him. You gotta I tried it. to today. I tried yeah. to today. So it starts off with the, the beginning of the soundtrack, right? Yeah. In the background. But then you, you see the characters. And then he was like, okay, he was there. He was in it. And then he sees Mandalorian. And he was just like. But then once the action started and the music went down, he was like, Mandalorian. Mandal-. I'm like, this is the Mandalorian. But he just wants to hear the music. <laughs> Um, it's such a great show, man. I think that's one thing I left
0: with my nephew, like the Mandalorian soundtrack. No, it's good. Uh, The soundtrack's great, but just in general, like the way they set this up, like I genuinely, I'm going to be honest with you guys, when they were talking about this, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was.
1: No, no, for sure.
0: I genuinely thought
1: that it was
0: going to be, by my language, but a shitty TV program, Star Wars based, that was going to Come off what the last... Well, I'm not going to say those prequel, the the recent trilogy was that bad because I still enjoyed it. There's certain things. But mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to tail off that. And I was like, oh, man. It left me in such a sour place. Like, it was good yeah. fun. It's just a good movie to watch. But it won't be one of those ones where I'll be like, oh, that's a classic, you know? Yeah. So when they did that to The Mandalorian, I was like, hold up, man. Who did this shit? And it was like, oh, Long <clears throat> Avenue.
1: Of course, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my god! Like instantly, I was like after that first episode, and they showed the product, like post production artwork. I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be mad. This is gonna be totally mad." And they made it into like a, this is, it was supposed to be, like what they did with the pre- the original trilogy was that it was like a, a, a west, a, a space western opera movie, where he brought that back into this like, so badly, like, I was like, oh, my God, he's done something really basic, but he's, he's done something to capture me, and I don't know what it was, and it, it, it stuck with me now, and after that episode that we all probably cried, laughed, scream at, when did you, what did you, when did, you, when did you, actually, when did you realise it was, like, it was him?
1: Um, well, I mean, like you said, um, the Mandalorian as a whole has been very sort of inside baseball yeah. for Star Wars fans. I mean, the characters that have been appearing, I never thought I'd see. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to name any names or anything, just in case anyone hasn't seen it. But there are some characters <laughs> in there that are very, very sort of you know deep dives into Star Wars mythology. Yeah. So I think it was by a kind of like Episode three of the second season that where I thought, okay, anything can happen now. Yeah. Anyone can turn up. And uh, I think there was obviously talk of a Jedi appearing in it just through um, how the story was progressing. That's why. And there was talk on social media and uh, the various outlets that, you know, it could be someone well-established, mm-hmm. it could be some completely new, uh, it could have been some of the Star Wars Rebels characters. Um but then obviously, spoil the shit you
0: know, out of it, man. Spoil the shit out of it. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So as soon as we saw that X-Wing landing, it couldn't really be anyone else, could it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And just the way that they done it, you know, obviously um, I would have preferred if Sebastian Stan could have been in it. He is under the uh, the umbrella already. He's part of the family. Agreed. Um, but yeah, the way they done it was great. They obviously kept the hood on, you know, very sort of um, Return of the Jedi, and yeah. he just in house, and I was losing it big time, <laughs> like a lot of people were. I, I wish I'd done a reaction video of myself watching it, like so many else have, Same, because yeah. it would. Was- it would have been incredible, but, but you know, I, I loved it. Some of
0: those videos are quite genuine because it was, they already knew Luke was coming. So they pre-recorded mm-hmm. themselves again. So it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was, like I saw a lot of those reactions. I was like, mm, I don't know. But because like what my wife said, she was like, Cibs, you were sitting down. You saw basically, my reaction was sort of X-ring, the X-Wing land. I was yeah. like, oh shit. So I kind of levitated off the seat. <laughs> <laughs> so I levitated off the couch, and she goes, "You just draw to the screen, like you, slowly, like you even missed all of the toy, Lara's toys, and went straight to the TV." And then I kind of like just put my hand, both my hands in my mouth, biting them. Like, holy shit, they they did they actually did it. The moment I saw the lightsaber, I was like, "Fuck, that's oh shit, it's him." Yeah. and I was like, "Oh, I I was emotional, you know."
1: Yeah, so was I,
0: big time. Yeah, I was emotional. I was like, my voice was trembling. She was like, what's wrong? Who, what the fuck? What, what's going on? And I'm like, so they fucking did no, it. <laughs> I was like, oh, they did it. They actually did it. She's like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, Luke fucking Skywalker. Like, they really did it. They genuinely like pulled my heart out of my mouth and did sure. this amazing scene that would be stuck with me forever. And I feel like he's given a bit of redemption to Mr. Mark Himmel himself. But if you guys ain't seen it, sorry, guys, spoilers. As Kevin Smith says, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers, shit out of it. Well, shit. they gave him
2: justice, and they gave him such a great action scene for that short period that like we really yeah. saw him use the Force and, you know, the Sabre in, in a way that we've never seen him use it before. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember Vader? Vader had his moment at the end of Rogue One that we've never seen Vader do mm-hmm. that before in that fashion. <laughs> yes. Now they gave they gave Luke his shine, which was awesome. I mean, I've said it on the podcast before. And, this, you know, true Star Wars fans might hate me for this. But for me, I'm not the craziest Star Wars fan. I'm a, I'm a huge fan, but not the craziest. But for me, The Mandalorian has been my best Star Wars content. When it comes to Star Wars, I would say Mandalorian for me has been the best Star Wars content. And I know so many people who's not even into Star Wars or any of that sort of stuff. But it was something about that show, the relationship between you can say father and son or whatnot that just grabbed people you know and it was more than what people might think star wars is which is like some sci-fi futuristic shit whatever but this this had a um you know it was it's kind of like that luke and vader father and son story but with a baby i don't know it just worked so it it was just amazing you know but yeah that scene that scene was amazing but i remember my nephew was making noise and i was just like oh my god this is like I was geek. I, was- I didn't want to swear because normally I-, I swear too much. I was like, oh, fucking hell, fuck, fuck. But my little nephew was there, so I'm trying to control myself. He's making noise, so I can't really appreciate it. So after we saw it, I went straight upstairs and watched it again uh, to-, yeah. to to really get into it. But
0: yeah, well, now what a great Dad was on the phone as well, right?
2: Dad was on the phone making noise. Me and my little brother, me and Ash, uh, we-, we were just trying to geek out, and we would just be like, I was kind of in denial. I was like. It can't be. Like, they wouldn't put Luke in a show like this. No, it can't be. Who is it? Why does this person look like Luke? Why has he got the green set? I, I, just, I was so in denial. I mean, they, when he took off, the, I was like, holy shit, they, they fucking...
0: They did it. Yeah,
2: man. <laughs> throwing all the money. And I know people were cussing the CGI. Forget about that. I don't care about that. Like, they f- just throwing all the money, man. And even WandaVision showing now, like, I heard that's, like, the most highest uh, um, expensive show ever, I think if i've got my facts correct but more than game of thrones and all that stuff like disney's throwing all the money on these shows they're not they're not tv shows these are movies man (laughs) these are movie budgets that they're throwing at these shows so it's crazy it's crazy i was like i don't know again fan pleasing but in the best way possible
0: no it is it is are you so actually you looking forward to falcon and winter soldier
1: I am indeed, yeah. Um, yeah. Wind Soldier is one of my favourite characters. Um, I loved the story arc that he was introduced in back in the yeah. day. You know, Steve Epton and um, Ed Brubaker. I fell in <laughs> love with him then. I loved his portrayal in um, the Soldier. MCU. Yeah. Wind Soldier is my favourite film as well. It's one
0: um, of mine as well,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, Falcon, I've like really like grown to love as well. I think he's a superb character. And yeah, I just can't wait to see them together. It's going to be like a buddy cop movie, kind of a buddy cop superhero yeah, movie. I saw a bit of the banter in um, in um, Civil War.
0: That's right.
1: So uh, I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Really excited. I'm just kind of wondering, um, is it going to be uh, the same structure as uh, WandaVision, like only 22-minute episodes, or is it only going to be eight episodes? I, I, episode? I um, think it's
2: going to be, again, uh, this is coming from Feige's mouth, like like I know him, whatnot, but <laughs> I, I love watching his interviews. You know, he did say these ones will be... Um, I think it'll be like six episodes of like 45 minutes, whereas WandaVision is like eight episodes of 20 yeah. to 30 minutes or whatnot. Um, but yes, yeah, that, that, that's going to be... Nice, long episodes are nice. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So um, looking forward to that. And I I mean, these are not spoilers, and I'm not going to say it on whatnot, but there's loads of things that come out on the internet and whatnot, and I found out some other characters are going to be in it. Marvel has released that news, so it's not a leak or anything, yeah. but mm. I'm not gonna say I don't. Wait. If you guys don't know, then
0: it's best not to know. But no, yeah. I don't know, bro. Because I think I saw an image. I had to scroll past it. I, th- I think I have to stop using my phone so often because. <laughs> I keep seeing things I'm not supposed to see, so I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna stay
2: away because that's the problem, man. With the, with the with the internet, man, and then social media, everyone just posted stuff. And when Marvel want you to see an ad, they'll get you to. If it's Marvel, they'll get no. you to see the ad, right? Whatever it is. So you have to. If you don't want to see any spoilers, then you gotta scroll through because I mean I know they're promoting one division and whatnot, but I don't need to see a trailer for the next episode. I'll wait till next Friday, don't worry. Or just give me the damn episode. I'll give me the whole season. I'll watch it in one day. But if you can don't tease me all the time, just I'll wait. But Marvel, you know, they're good at just promoting, man. But no, I they, think
0: these shows they are just they think gonna they be work bro. Think about it, man. If it wasn't for movies like the first X Men, Blade, uh what else we're we talking about? Going back to Sam Remy, Spider Man's, you know, we we wouldn't get somebody like Kevin Feige saying, you know what, listen, man, we can actually build a universe out of this. And remember he was on that production when they first did the first X-Men movie. So he probably learned shitloads from that. And the feedback from that, when he was at 20th century Fox to, to move over and do what he's done here now. So yeah. Interesting times. Uh, What's your thoughts on this new Zack Snyder justice league?
1: Oh boy. Yeah. It's, (laughs) uh it's definitely been a um it's been a saga and a half for sure yeah. i'm i'm just glad i'm glad for the fans because they've yeah. like really pushed it uh, myself yeah i'm just super stoked that it's going to finally come to fruition i think it's horrible as a an artist or a creator to have um to have um to have like a, a blot on your docket kind of thing like to have um uh, red on your ledger
0: of course as
1: a yes. uh, Black Widow would say or Loki would say <laughs> I think this is something that he needed to do it's um yeah it's it's uh, I'm excited I can't wait to see it um I've mean, heard that it's going to be an R rating which is yep. exciting i But it's going to be one hour episodes over four um, consecutive kind of um nights or episodes so I'm just I'm hyped for it I'm so excited I'm glad that so many people that worked on this film are finally going to see their hard work rewarded um, yep, definitely, at the end of the day. definitely definitely no, I think Joss Whedon he's got a lot of flack um, unnecessarily. I think he came in at the ninth hour um, and pulled the, the pulled the proverbial uh, rabbit out of the hat, really, with what he had to work with. I mean, they mm. wanted him to make a new film with the same budget, same kind of um, uh, release date. So I think he's done a great job with what he had to work with, but this is definitely sex vision, and uh, I'm just pleased for everyone involved. I think it's no, just a good feeling that it evokes everyone getting what they want. A bit like with uh, Luke in The Mandalorian. Exactly. You know, we wanted it. The studio knew I think they could sense that there's some unease, some unrest. Let's just give them what they want. This exactly. time, let's give exactly. what they want. And that's okay. what I feel this is. Yeah, no, definitely. We've much much.
0: It's, been, it's been a long, was it? Almost coming up to, what, three, four years now? Yeah, so it's been a battle. It's been a long battle. And I, I want yeah. I, I want him to get his... As an artist, myself, as we're, we're all creators in our own ways, yeah? To To see to leave like an unfinished project and, and due to circumstances he had is, 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 horrific. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's get, getting the chance to, to get this out there. Cause I, I'm, I'm a big Zack Snyder fan. I've always loved his work Roy yeah. from when he did his, uh, was it? The living dead, the remake.
1: Yeah. I think it was a dawn of the dead. Um, oh, the dead. that's it. Yes.
0: Yeah, so he did it, the it, dawn of the not dead. Not I and that that was like, man, this is, yeah. And I can see where he got his, his inspiration from, from all the older movies and stuff like that. So then seeing him come up in the game when he did 300, you're like, holy shit, this guy has a visual style in his head that it got stuck with me. Cause I was like, I'm watching a painting here. That's his work. He, 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 the way he frames things, the way he does things. He, he does paint. That's paint, man. That's a that's a painting on somebody's wall. I'm like, what the fuck? This is amazing. 300 blew it, blew it out of the park for me. And then he did a movie called uh, Sucker Punch, which...
1: Sucker Punch, yeah.
0: Which didn't get the best reviews, but the visuals are stunning. And I love that. And I want him... I'm going to start a hashtag soon. I want him to do Fist of the North Star. We've been saying oh, that wow. for ages, right? Zach Fist of, Snyder, Fist of, uh, Fist of Zach the North Snyder, Star. If anybody's going to put a <laughs> visual to anything... It's going to be him. He's He he would, oh, my God, he'd smash that movie. Because I want him to do something with an anime style, yeah. which I think he'd do good. Because if you watch, if you've seen all of you, most of us have seen all of his movies. Yeah. He has this certain tone and technique that he does in his filming, which is beautiful. And Man of Still showed me that he could do, you know, he could definitely do a Fist of the North Star movie. Because that last fight scene was a Fist of the North Star fight scene because you're like what the f-? how did he yeah and it was that's like anime dragon ball and all that sort of stuff the way they were fighting and exactly yeah people we've been saying it people- for fun. ages he needs to get that job <laughs> he needs to snyder if you're listening to this dude and i know you've been listening to a lot of stuff please man take on Fishing the north star i'm telling you i'll back you i'll i'll, I'll sell my hand why don't no, you fund I don't- him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean, you know
2: what saying about the Justice League. And, and and I was listening to Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard and Fat Man Beyond. Yeah. They said it's going to be, a, from their sources, it's a four-hour movie. What? I don't know if they're going to do the one-hour. They were talking about the one-hour episode, but I think they're just going to release it as a four-hour movie. Um, so, you know, get your popcorn ready, empty your bladder, and sit down. Well, at least <laughs> at home. Right? Thing is, The good thing is, right, in one way, because I do miss the cinema, and hell yeah, I'll, I'll go watch a four-hour movie in cinema. But the one thing, being at home, you can at least enjoy it, four hours, you don't have to, you know, you can pause it if you need to go to the toilet or whatever, but mm. that's going to be a night where, um, and if I'm still in L- London, Kibla, we're, we're coming over to yours
0: and movie night, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Or a pizza or something. And <laughs> just sit there
2: for <laughs> four hours and enjoy this. But
0: No, cinema. Like, I mean, Ashley's a big cinema goer as well. And, and, and that's one thing that's been taken away from us. I mean, the last <laughs> film, luckily, before the third lockdown kicked in, I got to see uh, Wonder Woman 1984 in IMAX. Uh, which was a great just to be back in the cinema again and out and just talking about the film to people and stuff like that. But then before that was Bill and Ted, Face to Music. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. What was your last movie actually?
1: Uh, so my last movie was Tenant. Ah. Um, yeah, I saw Tenant at my local uh, my local cinema, yeah. and like they've done a great job. Um, uh, you know, as soon as you could walk into the f- establishment you could sort of smell like the kind of the it's disinfectant in the air. You could um you know, there was a uh, lots of um hand wash everywhere and I thought they looked after us pretty well. Um yeah. I won't say too much about the film. I didn't have the greatest experience with it, I must say. Not <laughs> one of my favourite Christopher Nolan films to say the least. But um I looked I felt like I was taken care of and looked after. So yeah. hopefully um they can kind of keep that up when the rollout uh, begins of cinema's opening. I hope but, so, yeah.
0: I hope so. I really yeah, hope They so. did. They,
2: I think they done a good job, and they they segregated the seats, right? And all that. Yeah, sort yeah. Of stuff. So They I took the
1: precautions so. and stuff.
2: They did. Uh, but yeah, now with that movie, I mean, like, we don't have to talk much about it. But I think I know what you're talking about. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I think it was so complicated that you 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 just don't enjoy it because you don't know what the hell's going on. I felt a lot of people had the same sort of thing. They're like, I don't know what's going on. So how am I supposed to enjoy something that, not, that I don't know what's going on? Uh, and I found myself just like trying to. Focus, being like all right this is going to be a trick and this is going to be that and i even found myself i don't know what the fuck is going on but i still enjoyed it but i, I get it when, when someone tells me oh, i don't know about tenant i understand
0: because it is too confusing i mean you confuse the shit out of people and it's like well i, I know what I'm, I'm i'm gonna say something because i know christopher nolan his, his his work palette at the moment is you know extraordinary and he started off he he he's embedding this Inception seed in our head for a long time where he will make his film the way he wants to and the way he wants to explain it. And props to him for that. But Tenant, you have to watch. I watched it, I think, three times now, and I've kind of got a glimpse of what's going on, but I still don't understand it because the guy does his research when it comes to science.
1: Yeah.
0: So where in Inception we kind of got kind of babied into it he he told us about you know then we found out oh man he's gone into five dreams how the fuck did that happened he's gone into five different dreams with five different people you know he babied us into that and after watching it a hundred times i absolutely adore that movie that movie is absolutely amazing without a doubt and then he did interstellar time space black holes made me fall in love with science again and yeah. didn't need too much explaining in that because the movie does it itself. But <laughs> Tenant was a, a risk. He, t- he took a risk. He took a risk. It looked, as as we all know, it looks amazing. Just the experience of viewing is quite difficult. <laughs> that's it. It's not a shit film though. I don't think anyone can say it's a
2: shit film. It's just like so complicated and you not get it. I feel like <laughs> I really enjoy it. Right. I, I think I think that's what it is. Well, I'm assuming that's what it is. I can't talk for everyone, but I'm assuming that's what it is.
0: I don't know. It's a difficult one. But we'll it leave it on that.
1: It felt like the kind of film that he wanted to make. I felt like he kind of went to the studio, kind of said, right, I've got enough credit in the bank. I've got enough hits. Yeah. Let me make something, that a passion project for myself. That's exactly. the way I kind of view it. So. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: But no, Dunkirk. Did you enjoy Dunkirk?
1: I love Dunkirk. Yeah, but I watched that many times. It's brilliant the
0: way he did that with time. And time, he's obsessed with time. I think he's building mm-hmm. a time machine, you know? <laughs> Sorry. I generally think he's building a time machine. He's probably talking to Elon Musk right now. We're
2: oh, trying to figure it great. out
0: together. Trying to figure it out. Black <laughs> holes. Time. He wants to go back to a certain time. Bless you know what? Nolan, we need to talk, man. I don't even know if you listen to podcasts. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> let's get off the before we dig ourselves in. Well, deep, deep actually, hole. I wanted I want to ask you about
2: your writing uh, and, and the yeah. reviews and stuff that you're doing. Because obviously you shared earlier about how much emotion you got into it. Do you ever get nervous about writing a review and then sending out and posting it and whatnot. How do you how do you handle those emotions? How do you deal with that? Like if you do get nervous?
1: Um, it's it's kind of difficult because um, you know, obviously when you're reading, you wanna love everything you read. You wanna love everything that you consume from music mm-hmm. and film and obviously comic books. And, you know, there are some duds, there are some um there's some content out there that just isn't good. And I've like literally sat back after reading something gone. Mm-hmm. I've got a review on this so um i suppose it's you know you channel it the same way you would channel your excitement you kind of really try and comp- compartmentalize the things that you really enjoyed and you just um you, you go for it like you're talking to your friends you just write mm-hmm. like you're talking to someone uh important to you that you, you want them to read your work your writing so that's kind of how i um i tackle it for sure um there have been some books out there that i've absolutely adored and i've just i've ran away ran away with it completely and kind of filled up two pages or three pages of you know adoring words and analogies Mm. waxing lyrical about something and it's the same when it's something very negative as well so yeah i just try and compartmentalize how i feel um try and work through my emotions give it Mm. a bit of time and then just let it all out and um, try and write something cohesive (laughs) but Mm, yeah i I try things that i want for my friends to read and enjoy that's the way yeah. no, I can not experience it. everything. Yeah, because
2: I could imagine you have to you have to control your emotions or whatnot because unlike me and kids, we like everything. And if something is shit, we're like, oh yeah, but we still liked it, right? We are too biased and whatnot. And but what you do in your reviews? You obviously love everything, but you you yeah. gotta have that that balance of where you could be like, All right, I gotta I gotta control my emotions even though it's my favorite character, my favorite whatever, it's and hot. I gotta give an honest opinion, like. It's same like, you know, with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard. Kevin Smith loves everything. Yeah. But then he, I think he strategically picked Mark Bernard because there is someone there to just criticise it. And yeah. he's like, cool, at least I got that balance. Uh, but that must be difficult because if you come across, like, you know, just say, for example, a uh, Frank Miller Daredevil comic, um, and, and yeah. you didn't like it or you just didn't think something was good, you would have to take outside your bias to be like, all right, this is my honest review, like, and why I probably didn't like it or whatever
1: yeah, yeah and no. i think it's so important i think it's so important as well because there are um, you know I, I i really enjoy hanging out with my contemporaries or the people that kind of do this thing as well and i think it's so important to feel grateful for the, for the position that we're in and um, for the things that we get to experience and allow to do but at the same time it's important that we do put out an honest opinion mm. and sometimes it feel very easy to um, completely just say something is fantastic and that's not always beneficial for anyone you know for no, the people that are reading so. it and for the creators themselves if um if criticism isn't allowed to kind of be out there but in a very constructive way uh then people can't kind of learn or you, we get the great content that we get you now know,
0: don't give him value isn't it yeah the the main thing about <clears throat> what we do and how we do things is that you're going to get some sort of value from it you know be like oh you know what i actually reviewed that comic book and he was totally honest about it but when they read it, they could be like, oh, you know what? I've picked out on a certain thing. So they can use their own initiative to say, you know, like when I say most of my reviews when I do movies or artwork mm-hmm. or anything like that, I, I yeah. say, look, it's just my opinion. This is just my opinion. This is how I feel about it. And it's true. I, I'm, I'd be like Kevin Smith as well. I love the shit out of everything. But there are moments where you're like, mm, you need to get back in check. So having mm-hmm. somebody who can give you that honesty <clears throat> will is, is, is i think it's really important anyway yeah, yeah it's, it's important about with anything right i know we're just talking about comic books or whatever
2: but anything in life it's good to have that discussion and just hear it from the other perspective whether you agree or not at least you can understand where that perspective is sort mm. of coming from do you ever think if you was to give like a review of you know i don't want to say negative that's the wrong word to use but something yeah. that you know needs a bit of extra work on it do you ever think how you would write it or how you would change that scene or that whatever to make it that could have made it better or sort of thing Did that ever come cross your mind
1: i think first of all what i would do is i would jump straight on twitter and apologize <laughs> <laughs> uh, no um i think it's i think it's definitely it's all about respect at the end of the day and mm. respecting the people that are reading your review or reading your work mm. and um i don't know i just kind of i just try and give my opinion but then i kind of like um buffer it with all the good things that I've, I've perhaps enjoyed about it because I know I'm not talented enough to create my own material at the moment or maybe ever will so there's always going to be an answer uh, there's always going to be respect because everyone goes into something mm. wanting to give it their all you mm. know like if you really dislike uh, a movie like I really didn't like the rise of um was it the rise of Skywalker yeah. um, I didn't. I didn't like that at all but I know for a fact that everyone went in that movie wanting to make the best thing they can make, Mm. no one's in thinking I'm only going
0: to, I'm going to try
1: and thrift the audience, everyone's going in wanting to give 100%, so that's in my mind a lot of the time, so whenever I am writing something, I always want to choose my words wisely and if I do critique it's going to be from the heart, Mm. it's all about respect, but I don't want to ever slate anyone down so they never feel like they want to write again or anything like that, so that's the way I go from, for sure um, I'm not talented enough to do any of this stuff that the people are doing out there. That's so, what
0: say as well, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's such a hard grunt because who was it? Shit. Uh, it's, it's, it brought back a sharp pain memory because I remember somebody coming up to me and says, What did you think of Batman v Superman? Mm. Okay, so that's a movie that's had its ups and downs. Yeah. But I'm going to stand by the director because I'm a fan of his work. And, you know, there's all sorts of attributes that are going to get to it. But I realized then at the time what I was doing was it wasn't constructive and I didn't say my wording right. And I was like, you can't say that, man. Somebody put a lot of hard work into this, man. You, you can't be slating somebody's work like this. You know what I mean? You don't know the effort and the time that goes into something. I don't even know. I'm not even talented enough to know the amount of work and time and mental stress that goes into something like this. So you've got to respect it in a way where can you do this, Joe? Can you do it? Then, you know, you can give me some sort of good feedback about it because you have no idea how hard it is to push out something at that magnitude. You know what I mean? So you can't be giving back responses like that. And it's so important, as you said, is giving it back in a constructive way, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. But it it got to me because I felt like, ah, he's one of my mates, man. Just yeah, for... no, I, feel, I I had the same
2: conversation with someone about the the, end, the Game of Thrones, the last season, or the last episode, should I say, yeah. which I, I admit wasn't fan-pleasing at all, and everyone was pissed <laughs> off, but someone was going in, and then I was just like, ah, it's alright, it's not too bad, and I, I think I made a comment just saying, oh, here we go, because I just saw all the negative things about it, and then he got proper upset, and I was like, and then he, like, we were talking in a group, <laughs> I'm not going to name names, and then he messaged me <laughs> privately, saying that I, I he felt that I attacked him, I'm like, Bro, I'm just joking. It's just it's, it's just Game of Thrones and no need to get upset about it. And he was just like, oh, no, but I went to film film school when I was in college and uni and I was like, all right, cool. Like, it's good that you did that, but I don't still think that makes you an expert. Like, you know, yeah. I train a martial arts class doesn't mean I could fight a UFC fighter. You know what I mean? Like, it, it you know, just because you went to film school doesn't mean that you have all the rights to to shit all over it and whatnot. But mm. I think it's the same thing. It wasn't, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to get into Game of Thrones, but I can appreciate the work and everything that's gone behind it mm. rather than just shit all over something i think that's the, those are the worst ones because you get two extremes right i think you got we're on one extreme me and kids who just love the shit out of everything and then you got the extreme where they just hate the shit out of everything and you've kind of built that mind frame of the yeah. middle ground and that's the middle ground yeah yeah like you're able to control i mean i'm bringing it back to emotions but i feel like you're able to control those emotions and you know, find that balance, that yin and yang sort of balance of, of force, phase. man. He uses the force. I'm telling you, exactly. Them. I could never do it with you because to me, it's oh, it's a great movie. It's, that's the two two words that I always use. Great movie. I don't say nothing else because I don't know what else
1: to say. Yeah,
0: it's hard. Word putting words <laughs> together is hard, and like even for me, like I never ever, even just doing this right now, it is. It's it's taken I think me and G man three years and I and I absolutely love doing the podcast and I absolutely recently love talking to you guys because it's a pleasure getting to know you much much more on a deeper level and finding out how your process is as well you know uh, it's been fun man I never thought I'd be able to do this I was ne- I was a shy kid we I think most of us were shy kids like now I'm coming to a point where I'm like man. I love talking, man, and I love talking about stuff I love, you know what I mean, yeah, so yeah, the good thing same. about
2: this is like there's no one telling us there's no
0: bosses, right,
2: mm. so we can dress how we want, and we could talk how we want, we could swear and whatever and we know each other we're friends yeah. so but if there was someone saying oh you can't say this and you have to sit like this and make sure your words are clear i'll be nervous as shit i can never do that but you at least we're in a platform where youtube allows us to do whatever the hell we want to do and say what we want to well up to a
0: limit say what we want to say limit, up to a limit i have, I have to put, I have to put down now that we swear in our podcast so like profanity <laughs> <laughs> hey swearing is a form of
2: expression man that's how i express myself
0: But yeah, it's
2: so different. When I'm in a work meeting and it's with a client, oh, God, I can't talk for shit. I hate it. I'm like, listen, don't add me to those calls because I don't like it. But if it's with this, I could talk to you guys all day and express myself. Mm -hmm. So it it does come different with with the people you're talking to and how you can express yourself.
0: Of course, of course, definitely, definitely.
1: All right. I I I spend more time watching creative content than I do television in this day and age i always go to youtube first and that's the way i always start my day um you mm-hmm. know just watching the people that i like talking about the things that i love instead of flicking through the channels and what we used to do yesteryear when we were younger as kids
0: exactly, exactly. yeah man well I, I don't want to
2: hold you too much actually but that kind of brings me to another question like who who do you watch and what sort? Of, who do mm-hmm. you get your inspiration from like be it an artist or writer whatever where, where are you getting your inspiration from
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, I think in the world of sort of like reviews and sort of like punditry, I kind of like uh, John Campier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a fine film um, YouTuber that I really enjoy. Uh, I like Robert My Uh They're kind of like my two go-to guys for sort of like um, movie content. They're good. Uh, like, like yourselves, Kevin Smith, I think is um, oh, an idol, I think now for a lot of the geek community. I mean, he's oh. like, on the Mount Rushmore of... He is. Um, voices that need to be heard. I love his stuff. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I've met him a bunch of times as well. So he's definitely a um, a big influence. And he wrote one of my favourite Daredevil books of all time, Guardian Devil. Yeah. Uh, I remember him saying, I think it was on an episode of um, Fat Man on Batman where he was talking to um, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo and he was yeah. talking about how oh, um, Batman um, The Dark Knight Returns is one of, is that's the graphic novel that scrunched up that's got dog-eared. That's in his back pocket. That he'll get out every so often. And I remember meeting him at one of the conventions in the UK. And I remember saying to him, I remember repeating that to him and saying, but for me, it's Guardian Devil. Yeah. That, oh.
0: that
1: that's for me. The graphic novel that's in my back pocket. That's dog-eared and yeah. it's got like, pages folded over <laughs> and. That, for me... So, yeah, Kevin Smith is a, a huge how, voice.
2: How was his reaction? Because I, I just knowing him, he probably got up and hugged you. So how was his reaction to that?
1: I think he did, you know. I think I was very emotional at the time. I remember yeah. me being very emotional, because I think it was just after he'd had his heart attack. Yeah.
0: Oh, and okay.
1: That really hit me for six, because, I mean, he really is a leading light in this um, this space. He, like I said, he's definitely on my Mount Rushmore of uh, a comic, um, comic personalities. He's a good yeah and to think that we may have lost him or we were close to losing him i don't know how severe it was but yeah i got very emotional so i kind of remember my own emotions more so than perhaps what he said to me <laughs> i was just grateful to be there and to be in front of the great man again for a second time so anytime kevin smith's over in the uk i will definitely flock to him and uh, sing his praises but yeah kevin smith is another one um and just my contemporaries or you know my peers like you guys I love listening to the podcast oh, I love listening to yeah. friendly voices maybe on my commute or just on the TV at home just talking about the things I love so I've definitely learned to um, appreciate the people around me the contemporaries more so than the uh, the personalities that have been around for a while you know mm-hmm. because uh, the people that I'm listening to like yourselves all of my age group you've experienced the same things that I have yeah. come into the same interests as I have at the same time um so yeah that's it yeah youtube has definitely opened my eyes up to a lot of incredible creators
0: awesome. that's awesome i gotta say i've got some good memories of like when we went to is it hollywood babylon yeah yeah man that was another one as well and uh jane silent bob reboot that was just magical awesome yeah. and he, he kevin for me is is a big 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 thing in what we do right now and i think he inspired He he basically inspired this podcast Without uh, that. Him and Mark Bernardin, Mark Benardin, I got enough love for that dude as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they they, they inspired this podcast and, and it's kept me and my brother in contact for... Yeah. Since you moved, what, just a couple of years after you moved to Hong Kong. So it was a great way of us uh, keeping in contact. Uh, because it, what happens when people move abroad or friends move in far distance or live far is that you lose that connection. And us still geeking out and talking about things and then suddenly saying, you know, listening to Fat Man uh, Man Beyond was like, why don't we just do this? And, you know, coming on three years now and 2021 with having you on the the show and being a guest as well, it's it's been a great honor, man. It's just been... uh, I'm emotional right now. I'm I'm, I'm a little bit emotional because it was like we started this just two brothers geeking out to now we're getting people on here and it's just lovely to share an experience with everybody else on here so absolutely awesome
1: no much appreciated thank you for having me i mean it's it's all that i could have hoped it was would be so <laughs> brilliant that's,
0: awesome. good. that's good that's good that's good that's good that's <coughs> good man all right guys make sure you click on the description box because i've always got everybody's details in there click follow follow ashley short on twitter i don't even know if you're on instagram dude you are ain't you
1: uh, I'm not, just uh, just on Twitter Just, um, just
0: Twitter, he makes, Twitter. Twitter, he makes, makes, now, he makes Twitter Guys, make sure you go follow him uh, Check out his reviews as well With Tasmin, the aspiring Kryptonian uh, He's got all of his stuff On there as well uh, G-Man, always a pleasure Bro, awesome
2: uh, Of course, it was amazing talking to you guys uh, Actually, it was good to catch up with you And, and awesome. good to hear that you're doing well and everything And uh, let's do this again, man, in the future, man Let's review something like, why, why, why are Maybe... we like,
0: brainstorming?
2: yeah like, let's brainstorm let's say, maybe four is, hours
0: of justice league
2: maybe we could catch up after it and get your yeah. thoughts
0: <laughs> well you know let's, what because this is, I, think, I think this is the next thing going on forward like I mean, even for me personally it was i wish we started this earlier genuinely wish we started this earlier because i do love this catch up with more people now uh but actually i'm gonna get in contact with you for some other things for the future so as we said if we could plan something for after we've watched the justice league just to have a discussion that would be be awesome so let's set that in stone now and Um, then for the guys who keep this going yeah definitely for the guys who listen to this on youtube you get to see our beautiful faces look at these handsome guys Yeah, if you're fed up of seeing our faces, then you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, Ashley, I can't thank you enough for joining us on today's show. Uh, Massive, massive pleasure. G-Man, have a wonderful time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, I'll catch you guys up soon. Peace.